because I had moments when I did this that I was like, oh, now I understand why my team's been saying this for the last six months, but I haven't really listened because it was like, this is the way I want it to be. Now I understand how that doesn't make sense. Now I understand why we should do it this way because I needed to get back in and be connected again to my customers and my audience in a deeper way. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 470. Hello, everybody, and happy new year. This is the going to be the first podcast of 2023 that releases. So I hope you guys had a great holiday, great new year, and here we are in a new year, which is wild. And I'm going to do part two of my year in review here, which is fitting for it to be the first podcast because what I'm talking about here is more what went well, what I really appreciated that I did and what I want to repeat and what I'm carrying into this new year that we're entering into. And I also have a super exciting announcement. I'll share it here. Um, It may or may not have gone public yet. So I'll share it here. Depending on when you listen to this, you might be the first to hear about it. And that is for the first time ever, I decided to open up spots and create a container for VIP day with me. And this can actually be in person in Austin, Texas, or virtual, depending on your preference. And the price is the same, um, where I'm going to do eight hours, super deep dive marketing strategy from offer to messaging, to ideal customer, to your business strategy, to your funnel strategy, to your email marketing, to your organic strategy, like everything. And if you know me, you know I get a lot done in a short period of time. So to have a full eight hour deep immersive deep dive into your marketing and business is going to be huge. So I'm opening up three spots only for Q1. I may do it again later in the year. Um, I honestly don't know yet. Like I want to see how much I love these. um, And I really want to do this because one thing I learned from last year was how much I really enjoyed getting back involved in strategy by doing client strategy calls. And I figured, well, if I can do amazing work in an hour or 90 minutes for a client, imagine what I'll be able to accomplish with one business, all my focus on it for eight hours. So, and it's cool, it can be in person. So if you wanna come to Austin and you wanna do it in person with me, um, I'll rent a space and we can do it. So if you're interested in that, the process is going to be send me a DM on Instagram. I'm doing it super casual. This is only a warm traffic um, audience push because I'm only taking three spots. So send me a DM that says VIP on Instagram. My Instagram's at Emily Hirsch. And from there, we're going to chat a little bit and I'm going to send you an application and then you and I are going to get on a call, but I'm going to share pricing. I'm going to share everything with you in the DMs, like super transparent. Um, And we'll talk about where your business is, what your needs are, what you're struggling with. And if this is even the right fit, then you and I can get on a call if we feel that it's the right fit to talk about it further. So if that is of interest of you to do that in Q1 of this year, or you want to book it for, let's say, early Q2. But I'm going to try and book these for Q1 um, because I really want to deep dive and impact people's next year and this year because we still have a lot of time for that. So, or I guess we don't have a lot of time, but we have time for that. So send me that DM VIP if you're interested. Otherwise, let's dive into this content. So we're going to talk about what went well 
in 2022 for me and what I'm carrying into the next year, what I'm carrying into this year, I guess now, um, and dive into that. If you didn't listen to part one, that came out last week on the podcast and I talked super deep. I tried to keep it brief, but it ended up being like a 40 minute podcast about mistakes and the lessons that I learned last year. And I, as usual, and as always was super transparent. So if you want to catch that previous episode that already came out last week, uh, part one to this, and we're going to dive into part two. So what went well this last year? For me, one thing that went really well is we made fast changes and fast pivots. So I talked about in my lessons that I learned making decisions without being intentional with it is a bad thing. But when once I realized in my company that something was broken or that something bigger needed to change, so there was points like when I ended up shutting down our done with you offer that I realized like things were feeling too hard. It was feeling too hard in delivery. It was feeling overwhelming in my marketing. And once I realized like, okay, the direction and the trajectory that we're going, I need to make a bigger change. We made those changes really fast. So I didn't wait for everything to be perfect. And I think that's a key thing here. So we launched our elite agency offer Um, I was probably, I think it was August of this last year. And that was like one of the most successful things I did in my business the last two years. And at the same time, we shut down our done with you offer. And a lot of those people moved up into elite. And so once we made that decision, I didn't sit on that for months and get everything perfect and hire the right team members. I was like, this is what we need to do. This is what I have to do to keep my company in a healthy place. And so we don't have the team members to do the strategy calls we don't fully have everything fleshed out to be able to run this. I'm going to step in. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be awesome. Let's just test it. And from there, we put out um, a wait list for this offer and then started bringing clients in. And I did those strategy calls for like three months because I didn't have it all fleshed out and perfect, but I wanted to prove it. And so I think once you realize a change that you need to make, really just like stepping into that and going all in and everything doesn't have to be perfect for it to all work out. So that's one thing I did well is I, is I pivoted quickly when I needed to. The second thing is getting back into delivery and kind of resetting my company. And I do think that here's something that I did really well that I didn't realize I was doing when I did it. And that's, there's a lot of things that we do when we first start our business that work really well, that for some reason we stop doing it as we grow our business. And there is that saying of like, well, what got you here is not going to get you there. And to an extent that's true, but there's foundational things that if your company loses them as you grow and you're like, wow, I used to sign clients this way, or I used to build my business this way, or I used to connect with my audience this way. And for some reason over time, I just completely stopped doing that. It's worth it to look back and ask why, like, is that still effective for you to do that And how do you recreate that success as you grow? And so for me, there's a lot of things that truthfully make our company and the way we work with clients very, very unique. The the level of urgency and proactiveness and strategy and how we bring an entire marketing team to a business from strategy to copy to messaging to design to funnel work to ads all in one is really unique. But there are specific things and processes that I do in our delivery that over time, because I got so removed, got lost. And I realized that halfway through the year. And instead of 
being like, well, I'm too big and too good to get back in into the weeds and to literally like into the thick of it. And I'm still in the thick of it to an extent. And instead of instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to do that, which is maybe what I would have done like a year ago, I just got back in and was like, you know what? I'm changing my perspective on this. I'm grateful for the opportunity to get back into the weeds of my business. It doesn't mean that I've failed. It doesn't mean that I'm going backwards at all. It's a reset that needs to happen. And it was one of the best things that I did. So I guess to say a lesson on this, because it is hyper unique to my situation, and I'm not saying everybody should go get back involved in their delivery, But when things feel super broken or feel really hard, like business doesn't have to feel that way. It doesn't have to feel like you're pushing against a wall that won't budge or or just extremely difficult. And so if things feel that way, it might be time to take a pause, take a step back, but then get back involved to really understand things. Because I had moments when I did this that I was like, oh, now I understand why my team's been saying this for the last six months, but I haven't really listened because it was like, this is the way I want it to be. Now I understand how that doesn't make sense. Now I understand why we should do it this way because I needed to get back in and be connected again to my customers and my audience in a deeper way. So that was one of the best things I did this year. The third thing that I did really well was a lot of live launches. So if I'm looking at my, from a marketing perspective, actually I'm gonna put this as twofold, is I followed my own process and I did this well, which is I had a consistent lead generation and visibility tactic all year pretty much every single day last year we ran ads and we stayed active on social media I don't think we ever paused our ads at least not our visibility ads even when we had a break in between promos and so all year long I have built my list by thousands I have built my audiences my social media has grown my website traffic's grown my engagement's grown all of it has grown and I've built up my email list. And so over time, that pays off. And there's a lot of people right now. In fact, after the podcast I did with George, there's a lot of people right now who uh, are feeling the effects of pulling back or shutting off their marketing at some point last year and the delayed reaction that happens. So we did really well at being very consistent with our marketing and no matter what, making it a non-negotiable that we are going to invest in our marketing and invest in our lead growth, in our audience growth, into providing value and growing those things as a non-negotiable. The other thing we did well with this is we did live launches. And so I was able to create a lot of cash infusions in my business because I was able to capitalize on the, all these leads, but I was also able to create experiences that were very impactful for people. So I did a lot of live launches. I did, I, I think I did like three or four webinars. I did a challenge. Um, I did, we launched the playbook. I guess that wasn't really a live launch. I can't even remember everything I did. I did two paid workshops. We probably did a total of like seven or eight live launches last year. So almost every month. And what I've done is created kind of a machine for it. Like doing a live launch now internally for our company is actually really easy. And we repeat this with clients. And so 
I just had a new team member join and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm used to like when someone says a live launch, it's like a three month planning process. It's like this huge thing. And I'm like, no, live launches are like a piece of cake for us because we have it all planned and it's like a machine. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of things that go involved into it and and are involved into it, but it is very, um, very smooth now so I can be like okay we're gonna do a live launch in about three weeks and I do need lead time because you have to run ads a week at least a week before the live launch but you can you know kind of have that and then it's all it's it's done so quickly for us and so that allows me to have a machine to produce cash infusions and especially this last quarter to last like four or five months we got in a really good place where we were planning pretty far ahead for my own marketing so like we knew our January launch that we're, we're going to do this month three months ago. And so we had it planned and we had the promo calendar planned. And what that does is keeps us very consistent. So we consistently grow our list and then we're consistently planning cash infusions and planning live events and experiences. And so this is what I teach. This is what I think is going to be essential for next year is that you have a marketing machine working for you. That's one, bringing in consistent leads and sales every single day or week. And then two, you have live launches, cash infusions and promotions built into your marketing strategy at least four times a year. And that's something that we did really well that I'll continue to do. Okay, so that's what I feel like went really well for my business. And what am I gonna carry into the next year? What does next year look like? This isn't gonna be like my goals for the next year because I feel like that's a whole different podcast episode. And honestly, I'm clear on my business goals, but I still feel like I wanna do some more reflection. Um, I don't know why this hasn't felt like the new year to me, so I haven't done my usual reflection, but I am going to do it next week. The week this comes out, I will be in the mountains and have some quiet time. So I haven't fully done that, my goals, but I do have a list of what I am focusing on and what I am carrying into the next year that I have started to do this last quarter of the year, especially, which is one remaining simple simplicity especially on the back end especially with our delivery keeping things very simple and allowing us to do what we're currently doing right now very well and continue to do the boring work of improving that versus trying to add new things and bells and whistles and things that really just don't move the needle. So I'm really focused on my team. I'm really focused on the foundation. I'm really focused on scaling what we have because it's doing really well and keeping things very, very simple. I also am going to be carrying into the new year, keeping very, very slim margins and being very intentional with this. I mentioned this in the last podcast, if you haven't listened to that, but I think it's really important that businesses don't have a lot of bloat right now. And that when you look at your team or you look at expenses in general in your business, they're all things that you absolutely need. Because the reality is, I mean, a business should always be doing this, but I think when when the economy is in a little bit more volatile place, this is even more important to be aware of. And so before we add a new team member or we add a new position or we change things around, before we do that every single time, we look at, is there a better way to do this? Is there a more efficient way to do this? What are we missing? Are we actually feeling the pain or do we actually need the more help? Because I'll tell you this, I love my team, but your team will never have the business perspective that you have. And so when people get overwhelmed or they get really full with tasks or things that they're working on, 
of course, their first reaction is, oh, you need to hire more help. But they don't have the business mind of knowing the margins. And as much as you share that, like you as a CEO know that and maybe a couple of your direct reports or if you have higher level kind of C-suite or directors. But the rest of the team, to them, that means nothing, adding another team member. So of course, it's going to be their suggestion. It's your job to look deeper and say, can we improve efficiency? Are we doing things we maybe shouldn't even be doing? And I can almost guarantee you before you go hire more support in your team, you can find room for efficiency. So having those slim margins is really important or being able to find people who can do multiple things is very valuable for your company. Um, The third thing I'm bringing into next year is proactive planning, forecasting, and problem solving. I think this is so important. It's really important that you're not constantly so in the day-to-day and in the weeds that you forget to ask, like, what about in three months from now? What about in six months from now? What am I not thinking about? What am I blindfolded to? I think we get so in our head about things and we get so focused on things and convinced like this is the right way and this is going to work and sometimes that actually puts blindfolders on us and and gives us this narrow-minded view that we don't see what's coming and that ends up hurting us and so I'll be spending, I'll be implementing what I call my CEO weeks, which is every quarter I take a week off, but I'm not really off. I am, I still have my nanny. I'm not like on a vacation and I use that time to think. I use that time to brainstorm. I use that time to do extra walks. Um, I use that time often to create content, but I really use it to, to do reflection and ask myself the questions of what am I not thinking about? What is coming down the pipeline in the next three, six, 12 months that I need to be preparing for? now and not when it's already too late where are my gaps where are the things I'm not paying attention to that's wasteful in my company where's the holes where am I losing what am I missing and just seeing what comes up and allowing myself to plan and forecast and problem solve before things are a huge problem and when when they already are huge problem it's harder to undo it because there's that delayed reaction that I talk about all the time what you do today you'll feel the effect of in three to six months even 12 months from now so you don't know if it's working or not like what you're doing today everything might be great but if you're not paying attention to something important you're going to feel the effect of that in a delayed time frame and then the fourth thing I'm doing This is something I'm carrying that I've done really well the last three months and that is going to be a priority for me next year is just living in a less reactive state, allowing myself to unplug from the notifications, from constantly being on um, and from that feeling of everything is so urgent. And, you know, I'm sure many of you relate to this, but one of the things that's a strength of ours is our mind will often go to worst case scenarios and things that we need to pay attention to when really we've made them so much more worse in our head than they really are. Or we feel like we have to be on because we're afraid of missing something, um, a notification or that things are just so urgent and we have to be you know, stressed about it. And society really pushes that idea and it's not a productive place. And once you get out of it, you realize like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't thinking clearly. And so I, there's a lot that I do to try to stay out of that place, doing my 10 minutes of mindfulness, whatever that is, unplugging at night from my phone, like not constantly being on it, giving my nervous system that chance to recover and 
that helps me tremendously be a better leader. So that is what I'm taking into this year. And I I will do maybe a podcast on my goals. But aside from that, if you're like, well, what is coming down the pipeline for Hirsch Marketing? I can share a few things. One, my software. My software is launching so soon. <laughs> I feel like nobody's going to believe me that I even have a software at this point because I've been saying it. And I can't wait to share all the behind the scenes of building a software. It has been the most trying and frustrating, but also humbling experience. It is way harder than I thought it would be to build a software, but especially the software that I'm trying to build because it's trying to do something that nobody's been able to do yet um, and solve a massive problem of people not understanding their data, not understanding where their customers are actually coming from and not understanding where the holes are in their marketing. It is launching in the next four weeks probably (laughs) if all goes well it's working it's just still in test mode and I refuse to put it out there without a couple of things where I want them to be so I am eating continuing to eat the development investment until it gets to that place we will see if this year I say that was the worst thing I ever did or the best thing I ever did is build a software I honestly it's still unknown to me but I'm glad I did it I had to do it so that is coming down the pipeline And I'll have a live event happening at some point in the spring. So announcements for that are coming. Um, And really what I'm trying to do this year is keep my offers very, very simple, but expand my company beyond just the agency, which is why I want to do VIP days. It's why I want to do a live event. It's all related to supporting people with their marketing, with their marketing strategy to what I am amazing at. But going beyond just being an agency, that's going to be an arm of my business. So the future of it is bringing in more of my strategic mind and supporting businesses with that in one-off spaces. So not having like a done with you program again, but having an event or a VIP day and these opportunities for me to go really deep with people because I enjoy doing it so much. And it's also what I'm the best at and what I am doing a disservice, not putting more of that out there. So there's that. There's a lot of live launch ideas and different things we're going to put out from a content perspective YouTube is on my horizon. It's just a lot of work. And so I have to feel like I have the capacity for it, but I definitely want to get my YouTube channel going. And of course, continuing the podcast. And honestly, who knows what other ideas I'll come up with. You can't plan an entire year because sometimes you come up with an inspiration and creativity. And as long as it's pushing towards the main outcome you want to achieve in your business um, and your goals, run with it and try things. I think if I was to tell you guys you know, one more thing about this year. And you know, let me add this to what went well last year. I tried a lot of stuff. I tried hundreds of things and some things didn't work and some things worked really well and some things worked okay. And some things worked so well, we're going to keep doing them. And some things were the best thing I ever did. And some things totally failed. I try a lot of stuff. And one of the reasons I am so good at marketing is because I've tried everything. Like you name it and I've tried it. And I consistently try to come up with new ideas that haven't been tried before so that I can try it. 
because that is how you make progress is you try a lot of things all pushing towards the same goal that's the important thing I'm not saying launch a bunch of new businesses or a bunch of new funnels and spread yourself thin and do 15 things do a few things really well but be willing to try something that you don't know if it's going to work or not I mean I've put a lot into a software that I I don't know if it's going to be my best idea ever, my worst idea. And I still don't know that, but I'm all in and it's going to be an amazing product. It was very expensive to create. There's no way around it. I had to try it. It was something that I couldn't get out of my mind that I thought through a lot and I'm trying it. And so I do that a lot and that contributes to my success in big and small ways. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed hearing my year in review. Happy New Year and I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.